Welcome to the third episode of Babel with Brennan, presented by Movie Babel. Today I have Colin and Nick on joining me, and it's going to be a great episode. We talk about the world of movies in July, everything movie-related that happened in July. A lot of Comic-Con stuff, a lot of trailers dropped, a lot of new festival news as well. It's going to be a great episode. So I'm going to jump in right here. The first topic we're going to talk about, it's uh, out of Comic-Con earlier this month. This actually was um, one of the opening events that day, uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Um, this is a franchise that is trying to re, uh, reinvent itself here with this film. I believe it's yeah the sixth Terminator movie. Uh, that's kind of weird to say, but we're going to have a sixth one. Um, I believe that they're retconning everything besides the first two for this movie, bringing back uh, Arnold again. Um, Sarah Connor is uh, getting up in here. It's going to be interesting. But you know what? This is a franchise that I think at this point I am. I feel like I'm out on it, but then every time they release a movie, I'm, I'm interested again. Uh, I'm happy that it's R-rated. Um, I think that... that Gets gets a little bit more excitement uh, in there. Uh, there's a decent uh, decent people behind it making this movie, but really this is a franchise that I think has overstated its welcome. I'm going to turn it over to uh, Nick here. What do you think about this? It's yeah, it's one of those weird things where we've we heard for a while. Like it seemed like right after Genesis bombed, it just they like were immediately Paramount like immediately went back to the drawing board. And it's like like well we. We have literally no other IPs, so we have to kind of figure out how to make this work. And so they brought in um, Tim Miller and obviously James Cameron's been working on this too. And they've been kind of just like storyboarding and like figuring out ways to make this work for like a while, which makes me interested. But like at the same time, I always get kind of concerned when Cameron tries to like shepherd a project and just kind of like leaves it for like whatever he's working on. Like so he's like just like working on like. 10 avatar movies whatever but <laughs> um it's i'm i am interested in this movie because i i do like it seems like in in the wake of the success of halloween uh from last year where it seems like all these kind of like dead or like almost dead ips are just going to try to like maybe just pick up or like where it was still good <laughs> and ride those member berries or coattails just a little longer it's just it's very interesting i'm very intrigued and i really like everyone in this um uh, it's I don't know we'll see it's it's weird but I think this is like the last chance for Terminator if they if this one does not do well it's probably done it's, it's I don't really see anywhere else they could go from here but one thing I do want to throw out there I think it's pretty exciting is that uh, Arnold's uh, Terminator has a name in this one it's Carl <laughs> um, sure. I, th- I, th- I think that's probably the the thing I'm most excited for hearing them uh, refer to uh, a Terminator by the name of Carl. <laughs> Where did they come up with that? <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> nah, I have no idea. I think that this movie it, it needs to be big. I think that it might be the uh, the swan song for uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Linda Hamilton in, in this franchise. I think that that might happen. Um, I, I don't know. I think that they if they have a successful movie on their hand in terms of box office. There's going to be another one, uh, no matter what what the quality of the movie is, um, in my opinion. But you know what? I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. What about you, Colin? Are you in on this movie or no? Yeah, I mean, like Terminator hasn't really been good since 1991, and so I like that they're kind of trying to go back to that. And like, this is obviously the first one to have Linda Hamilton back. And she was really resistant to the third one, which is why she wasn't in it. So the fact that they got her on board kind of gets me a little bit more excited for it. And I mean, they got Arnold back, but he was also back for Genesis. And we saw how that went. So I'm, <laughs> I'm apprehensive. Like, I want it to be good. And I like the team behind it. But uh, kind of like what Nick said, I am a little reserved just because Cameron like started and then left. Because now he's got five or six or however many avatar sequels to work on um so i i kind of want to hold off getting excited for this one (laughs) until we get a little closer to it uh yeah for sure um before we go though i do want to say i think that i don't know how you guys felt about it but i think that this had a phenomenal first trailer i really like the first trailer uh the music um just the sequences that were shown the cinematography i thought everything and just the way they cut the trailer i thought everything was pretty good in it uh some of the dialogue they chose to reveal in the trailer i didn't love but i just liked the visuals in the trailer and how it was set up um so yeah I think that maybe it's promising we'll see uh the next one we're going to move on to here next topic here uh is uh, the new top gun film that's going to come out um i believe next year and i i just want to highlight one, one quick thing here tom cruise is actually 
flying the fighter jets in that trailer. <laughs> um, can, what what more can he do? That's my question. What more can he do? I don't know. Kill himself? Like I, <laughs> it's like he's like I don't understand. Like I his he has to be a little insane. I mean, not to get into his personal life, but maybe um, <laughs> he's like I really do appreciate though how he's. He he always talks when he goes on talk shows and things like that. He's like, I need, I want to give people like a feeling that they've never felt before when they go to the movies, and it's, I mean, which is you can kind of feel it. Like he's like one of the few movie stars left, and people mm-hmm. appreciate his films and come out to see him. And it it is like, I mean, hey, like I never, I would never tell an actor to do anything like that. But like if he's full and willing, and someone is willing to give this movie insurance, <laughs> like. Uh, like by all means, like do your thing, Tom Cruise. Um, I'm just, I am worried though. It's like he's in his fifties. Like the man, so, need, the man needs to slow down at some point, right? Like I, it's 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 a little unnerving. But hey, I mean, I'm here for it. Top Gun too. It looks fun. Well, they got from my understanding, like the can't remember what branch of the military, but like the Navy, I believe, is like actually on board with this, and they're normally pretty restrictive <laughs> about. Well, I say that they're like sometimes really restrictive about like how they let their aircraft be used or like how they let the military be presented like they're really weird about it um but i like that they're on board with it and i mean tom cruise is doing his own stunts so i can't really complain there yeah i feel yeah. it's i feel like it's um because the first top gun like is fun but it's basically like a like a glorified like army recruit like or navy recruitment video and like there's stats that came out afterwards where there was like a six-year spike in like applications <laughs> like after that, that that have like never been reached ever again um so maybe we're getting another go navy movie basically i don't know <laughs> it's it's i mean it probably goes along with that kind of with the navy being cooperative and all that but i don't know it's it is it is very odd no for sure i, I don't know if he can top this sort of thing i mean he's the halo jump uh last year was pretty cool in in mission impossible fallout um but yeah you know what i'm, I'm here for it i think it's a pretty cool cool way to do things and i it like no matter what people think of him as a person i think he is one of the last true movie stars that we have so i, I think it's it's just cool um Comic-Con didn't have much this year. I think that it was a little underwhelming. I mean, the MCU, uh, a lot of stuff dropped there. But besides that, I, I don't think there was too, too much. Um, the Black Widow prequel has a great cast, phenomenal cast. Um, but I want to ask you guys real quick, what's your thoughts on this film? I know we're really far out. We haven't seen a trailer. We don't really know much about it. But just from what you've heard and just from what you... Th- just your thoughts. Uh, do you think this is a necessary movie to be made? Um, no. <laughs> it's, it's. I mean... um. It's it's it feels like I don't know it, Marvel kind of grasping for ideas a little bit. I mean I'm I mean we spoil I guess spoilers for Endgame, but we just kind of saw Scarlett Johansson just die. Like I'm if it feels like they're writing themselves into a hole with this movie. I I'm not quite interested, but like it, it's I mean Florence Pugh is great. Shout out to her in Midsummer and fighting with my family and David Harbour is wonderful and Rachel Weisz too. So like I guess. That cast, I mean, you assemble that cast, and like, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go see it. It'll be interesting in that sense. Yeah, I think it feels a little redundant just because she is dead. Uh, like, if she was still alive, maybe it'd be interesting to kind of go back. But so, so, like, as far as my investment with Black Widow, not really. I think it's several years too late for a Black Widow movie. I do like that they're bringing in right. Taskmaster and some more of this espionage side of of Shield and the Marvel Universe, which we really haven't seen unless you watch Agents of Shield, which I don't think anybody really does. Um, so <laughs> I'm interested to see him take that direction with it, but it just feels like the least exciting thing on on slate for Phase Four. Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm not going to say too much here. I, I am excited for the movie, but I think that it could go one or two ways. If they really, because Mar- the MCU, they follow a very strict formula. I think that if this movie disregards a lot of that formula and tries to be different, I'm here for this movie. And I think it will be very, very interesting. Um, and I'll be pretty pumped for it. But if they really do try to just follow the formula, um, I think that it's, it is going to be a little unnecessary. It's cool that she's getting her own movie. And I think that it's nice that she's kind of going to get that cred because you've had so many years of all the people around her getting movies. Um, and now finally she gets to 
Scarlett Johansson gets to have her movie. And I, she, there was a report that she said she was fine with leaving the character as is after Endgame, but she wanted to do this to elevate the genre. So I think that's an interesting, interesting take, um, an interesting statement. So I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm exci- I'm really excited for the first trailer for this movie, so we can actually kind of see the uh, the vibe uh, that they're trying to go for. But at this point, it's it's kind of meh for me. Um, another thing they talked about was the Eternals, a great cast in that film as well. I'm not going to go into that too much, but that's something I'm looking forward to. How about you guys? Yeah, I think it's it's another one of those things where um, I, I like that they're expanding in the universe a lot. And I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about uh, some of the other cosmic stuff they're doing with the other stuff they announced. But I think, again, it's just like another weird corner of the Marvel Universe to explore that isn't you know, nearly as popular or well known as everything else. Right. Yeah, I got to be honest. I know nothing about the Eternals. Like I try to be up on my comic book knowledge, but I literally know nothing about this. So uh, I look at that cast and I see Angelina Jolie, Kumail and. Richard Madden and Salma Hayek. I think really Bobby Brown is in there somewhere too. And mm-hmm. I'm all for that. So I, I, yeah, I literally have no idea. So well, I'm going in blind. We'll see. It seems like the next phase is going to be very different from anything we've seen before. It looks like they're branching out big time. Um, and I think if a lot of these movies land, we're going to be seeing the MCU forever. If they don't, um, I don't, I don't know. We might have to put a timeline on this whole, uh, Marvel cinematic universe, but, uh, Mahershala Ali, he's, uh, going to be also joining the MCU as Blade. Um, I actually uh, must say I've never seen the original <laughs> Blade films, um, so I, I don't have that connection to them, but I know some people were a little bit angry about... Not angry, but I know some people were getting a little bit nostalgic. It kind of reminded me of uh, the Sam Raimi trilogy and all those people who are a little bit uh, um, nervous about newer Spider-Man movies, really hold on to the past. Were you guys uh, big fans of the original Blade movies at all? Blade is just like a really weird franchise because it came like right after Batman and Robin. I think the first Blade came out the same year or maybe a year or two after. Um, And so like there weren't really superhero movies. And then there's just this Wesley Snipes nonsense hunting vampires. (laughs) And like it's like typical 2000s Marvel movie, like terrible CGI. There's like really cheesy dialogue. Um, But like it's a it's just like a fun, weird little thing. I'd say after the first one, none of them are really that worth it. I mean, the second one's all right. Third one's just utter nonsense. Um, but I, <laughs> I think it's, it was, it's neat in the fact that it's you know this R-rated Marvel movie, and it was their first attempt at movie since Howard the Duck. So it's <laughs> like it's just a, it's a weird franchise. But I I like the idea of it going into the MCU, and I'm really excited to see Mahershala Ali play Blade since he's the one that kind of kicked this all off and. Like he's he's the reason this movie's getting made, so I'm excited to see what he does with it. Right. Yeah, it's those those original movies just coast off of Wesley Snipes' charm, like in all sense. Like he's just just really fun, and I mean his famous line from that movie, what is it like? Like motherfuckers try to like always like ice skate uphill <laughs> or something like that. Is that what like, he says? Something, it's something like that. And like mm-hmm. he just like said that in like a meeting. And like the writer of the film was like, "Ooh, that sounds cool. Let's put that in the movie." <laughs> and he was like, "And he was like, what?" <laughs> so like like those movies are just like thrown together. They're late '90s, early 2000s as hell, um, which is kind of why like there's like a fun little nostalgia factor because if that if those movies hit you at the right age, like they are so your jam. Um, but if not, then they're just kind of, they just kind of exist and that's really it. So, um, it is interesting. I wonder, I hope they give Wesley, um, a little like a cameo or something like that. Throw him a bone. Cause I mean, he definitely needs it. That'd be cool. Point. Um, but <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I do wish I, this is interesting. I mean, it's Mahershala Ali and if he wants to do something like, cool, I'm, I'm here for it. So my favorite little blade anecdote is in the blade trinity like the production was really troubled and like they'd already been on their third director at that point and there's a scene where like wesley snipes was so pissed with the crew that he wouldn't open his eyes so they had the cgi (laughs) eyes on top of his eyelids and that that pretty much sums up the entire blade trilogy wasn't there another one as well i think i just quickly i think there was another one where um, I think David Goyer isn't and it like he wrote Man of Steel and all the Batman movies too. Like he was the director on it, and he was so pissed with him that like they just like didn't talk. Like I think like Wesley Snipes like sent him like post-it notes 
in character as Blade. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it's 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 a fun little artifact of all this Marvel stuff. So it, it'll be really interesting to see what Mahershala does with it. I could never picture those issues happening with the MCU movie today. I think they're too. They're just they're just on a roll right now. I could never see that happening again. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, Blade Two was one of Guillermo del Toro. Like, that was, I think, his biggest movie at that point, and that's like part of why we got Hellboy a couple years later. Mm-hmm. It's because he was able to really pull that off. So, I mean, we owe a lot to Blade without anybody really remembering it. Right. Um, but Mahershal Ali, that for me, he's one of the best actors in it right now uh, in in the game. So I think that uh, um, that that's one thing that gets me a little bit interested and i'll probably have to go back and watch that original trilogy (laughs) um so as i said july was a month where we got a ton of trailers and it's always exciting because you're kind of at that time of year where the summer movie season is kind of here it's kind of passing all those movies are out and now finally we're getting the trailers for the movies that are coming out in the fall that we are all really looking forward to so the first one i want to jump on here is knives out um the cast for this is phenomenal and when i heard this trailer finally dropped i was so hyped i jumped on i watched it and i've seen it i've watched it several times since its release it just has such a such a great flow um and i'm I'm so excited to see the interplay between all, all these just a-list actors and actresses so it's going to be exciting i know colin you're a uh, you're looking forward to this movie um so i want to throw it to you what do you what do you think of the trailer uh so i am unashamedly a ryan johnson fanboy and mm-hmm. I've talked, I've talked about him a lot on the site. That's right. That's uh, why I threw it but, to you. <laughs> but um, I, I like, I am so pumped for this. Um, I think it's, it's not too often that we really get like these classic, um, you know, silver age murder mysteries, which, you know, were, were huge, you know, in the, the sixties and fifties and even. Um, so I'm really excited to see like a modern take on that. And kind of like you said, like, this is just a ridiculously good cast uh, we've got Chris Evans. This will be his first, like, really big out of the gate post MCU role. Um, you've got like Jamie Lee Curtis and Tony Collette, who both have these really strong horror chops. And I mean, Christopher Plummer's in this, and like, this is just—it's going to be insane. I'm so ready for it. I will consume anything Ryan Johnson throws at me. So, I, I, I'm ready. <laughs> Yeah, inject this movie straight into my veins. I'm so ready for it. Uh, I just love when – I mean, I like Last Jedi, and we don't need to like really go over that again because I'm tired of it. <laughs> um, uh, I love Looper. I think it's one of the best movies of the decade. I freaking love that movie. And I, I love when he gets to play with a really neat idea on like a pretty substantial budget. I think that's his wheelhouse because he's really inventive as a writer. Um, and just as a filmmaker, I think he does some really interesting things and he really plays with expectations really interestingly in all of his movies. So, um, I'm, I'm all in this movie looks great. And Chris Evans looks like he's like, this is like the most like charisma I've seen from him forever. And he just looks mm-hmm. like he's playing like a really fun character, which I'm just all here for it just, yeah, we this cast is crazy and looks like people are having a ball in it. So like, I just can't wait this Thanksgiving can't come soon enough. No, for sure. Um, Michael Shannon there as well, Daniel Craig, and uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who, in my opinion, he's one of the most best up-and-coming actors right now. He's he's quickly uh, making his way into my favorite actors list. He's 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 pretty phenomenal. Um, another another big trailer that dropped recently was another Disney live-action uh, film that's coming out. It's the Mulan trailer, and while I found the trailer to be all right. I am incredibly excited for this movie because I think that it has the potential. Um, who knows? It may let me down, <laughs> but I think it has the potential to be different than every other live action Disney adaptation we've ever, we've ever seen because the budget for this movie is apparently going to be $300 million. That is $50 million, that is $50 million uh, more than what the Lion King had. Um, it's apparently, I think this could be like, it could feel like an epic. I know that, the music aspect of it is apparently going to be toned down. Like they're not going to be breaking into song. Um, I, I'm actually down for that. And I'm looking forward to this movie just because of that budget. Um, it should be interesting. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm, I'm in, um, I'm, and I'm one of the, like the most cynical people when it comes to the live action remakes. I don't really see a point, in any of them. And 
we'll get to my Lion King hot takes in a few, but uh, this movie <laughs> is um, I'm I'm really interested. I don't I don't think there's gonna be any music in it as far as like as far as I know, which is just fascinating. Uh, you mentioned that earlier, but um, I this looks fun. It's an epic. Like we don't get a lot of these movies, and if Disney wants to use their property to do something interesting, like by all means. Like I I've just been. I've just been so annoyed when they don't try anything new with any of their properties when they remake these all these movies. So um, it's really fun to see them try something. So I I hope it does really well, and I'm really fascinated for to see it for sure. Yeah, and I think this kind of falls in the same vein as Jungle Book in the fact that it's you know it's a recognizable, well known property, but it's not like one of the really beloved like everyone worships this Disney classics, and so I think they have a lot more freedom with that and they've been pretty public about some of the changes they're making and like, they're really trying to fix any missteps they made culturally with the first one. And I mean, I have no doubt this is just going to be massive in China. Um, but I really hope that these steps they're taking are, are really going to make this stand out compared to all of the other, uh, half-assed live-action remakes we've seen lately um the next trailer we're going to discuss is one that's dropping later in the year uh, in december um you got a great cast (laughs) um there's there's a there's a competent director here who who did uh films um i believe did the king's speech he worked on that uh uh, and uh um lamer's miserables as well this is the cats trailer uh nick what do you think of this trailer um i'm just gonna reject it um, no, uh, this this movie gave me nightmare. <laughs> this thing gave me nightmares. Like it's so weird to look at, like all these things, and um, we're giving like crazy budgets to like cats, and it's just like what, like what is this world? Like what are we doing? Um, I'm I'm not a fan of who uh, Tom Hooper as well. I I don't okay. really like the King's Speech or um, Les Mis. I don't really find anything he does very interesting. Um, shout out to Tom Hooper. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I, this movie just, it's like, just, I'm, I'm here for the memes and like nothing else. I, I'm not looking forward to seeing this at all. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix, but a big part of the final season is the play cats. And in the show, they reveal that the only way you can get on Cats is if you just jump on stage during a performance on like a live on Broadway performance. And I feel like that's how this movie was put together. They're just like, (laughs) anybody who wants to be a part of this, jump on. And then we got the nightmare that is the Cats trailer. (laughs) I I wasn't ready to see James Corden as a cat. (laughs) Um. We got that Jason. Just... We got Jason Derulo in there too, and Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Like, what is happening? Like, what is this? <laughs> I know this was a. I don't know. This is going to be interesting. I think that this has the potential. <laughs> Ian McCallan as well. I'm excited to see that. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I don't understand. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Um, I think that this could be a big hit, um, just in terms of people who like the source material, people who like cats and people who are interested uh, in what the hell this is. And I think mix that together and you might actually have a very profitable movie, but for the time being, it's just going to be getting past how the design of the character, the characters are, because it's just watching it. It just doesn't feel real. I watched, I don't, I don't feel like this is legit. Like I'm watching, is this really happening when I'm watching it? And yes, it is happening. And I have to prepare for that on December the 20th. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is that it for cats? You guys are good. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to talk about this. Please move on. (laughs) Um, The next trailer here, this is a movie that I'm pretty excited for um, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And it's the uh, Mr. Rogers biopic. And it's going to be starring Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. Um, uh, I, I I was never like as a kid. I, I I remember watching a few episodes here and there, but I didn't have a huge connection to uh, Mr. Rogers uh, and, and his show. But I do remember. I can recall myself watching some of the episodes as a kid. But the documentary last year, um, "Won't You Be My Neighbor," it was one of my favorite movies of the year. I uh, I went to see it a couple times, um, and it, it was it was so impactful. Um, for me, it was a phenomenal documentary, and I kind of like this trend uh, of late of seeing 
a documentary and then the theatrical movie come out near each other. I mean, we saw that with uh, the Apollo documentary and First Man, and now we're going to see it here with A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood this year, and then obviously last year, uh, the Won't You Be My Neighbor documentary. And I think this trailer, um, this trailer was really good, and Tom Hanks sells it. And um, I'm really, really looking forward to this movie. I'm gonna throw uh, some water on that fire there. Um, I'm not very okay. interested in this. I'm not very interested in this. Um, I gotta be honest. Uh, it looks very, very much like Oscar bait. Like the idea of um, like a reporter going to interview this very influential person just feels like a very like hacky screenwriting trope to me. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, like I, I loved Won't You Be My Neighbor. It's one of my favorite movies of last year as well. And I, after seeing that, I'm like, I don't really need anything else Fred Rogers related. Um, that's kind of okay. like the perfect thing for me, like that documentary. So, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be one of those kind of just solid, well-crafted movies with a very solid performance like we've seen time and time again with Oscar movies. That's That's probably going to be what it's going to be. Yeah, Mr. Rogers was always, like, a really central part of my childhood. So I was just, like, absolutely destroyed by Won't You Be My Neighbor last year. But I'm kind of in the same boat with you, Nick. Um, you know, it, it just seems really cliched and predictable. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Sorry, Brennan. <laughs> I'm all right, all right. Tom Hanks is Forrest Gump. Or Forrest Gump. Damn it. I'm not thinking. As Mr. Rogers. <laughs> it's the accent that got me. Um, but... Is Mr. Rogers and uh, it's bothering me that I said Forrest Gump. Anyways, um, as Mr. Rogers, like I think he's pretty much the only person that could play. Like it, it's one perfect person playing another, and so I'm mm-hmm. all here for that. But as far as like the movie itself, I think it's just going to be like really Oscar-y Look at the reporter and like, oh, it turns out Mr. Rogers was the one looking into his life the whole time, and. I just don't have high hopes for the script. Okay. Um, you know what? Uh, Tom Hanks, here we go. Let's do it. <laughs> no, and I, I see where you guys are coming from, and I can definitely uh, – I can definitely – I definitely understand that for sure. I see what you guys are trying to say there. But I, I'm still pretty excited for this movie. I think it was a really strong first trailer, um, and I think it really got the point across. Uh, next year, Jojo Rabbit, uh, Taika Waititi's um, hate satire. Um, I know also calling up – you're a pretty big uh, Taika fan, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, so, uh, so I'm going to throw it to you for this one. What, what do you think of this trailer? Yeah, so besides uh, Ryan Johnson, Taika Waititi is probably the other director I talk about the most. Uh, but I'm all here for it. Like, it's such a bizarre and, like, really untouchable premise that he seems to just be running with. And I mean, he's got a lot of steam coming off of Thor Ragnarok that, He's, he's kind of at a point where people are willing to throw him good money for independent movies like this. And like, I am a hundred percent on board. Like g- give it to me now. I, I need this. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see um, Taika do something, I just start giggling. It, he just, he just makes me laugh. Like he's so silly. And the idea of him and new, new Zealander just becoming uh, Hitler is just, it, it's so funny to me. And, he has a couple like subtle moves in the trailer where he he, peer, he comes out from behind the tree and um, at the end where he just kind of like gives like the aw shucks with his arms out. Um, it, like he like everything he does kills me and uh, I'm in the same boat with Colin here. This this looks so fucking funny. I'm so in. Uh, it just looks so ridiculous and I'm I'm here for it. And we have like Scarlett Johansson in this movie too. Like it's it's a very interesting project to me. Yeah, the fact that uh, Walt Disney uh, Pictures is the distributor, um, <laughs> isn't that weird? That's a little weird now. It's very strange. Um, I, I the trailer was fine. Uh, I am really excited for the movie though. It's just a trailer. It didn't it, it didn't really show much either. I think it was just kind of a taste of what you're gonna see. Like it didn't really give away too much at all, which is something I respect with trailers. Did you guys find that it kind of felt like a? A wet, I, I'm not too familiar with Taika Waititi besides Ragnarok, um, but did it look a little bit like a Wes Anderson movie? A little bit, a little bit. Um, you kind of get that sense because it's, it's a little irreverent and the shots are kind of like, they seem very square and it's, it's just kind of, it seems very quirky, which is obviously the word that Wes Anderson 
uh, gets attributed to a lot. So I could I could definitely see that. There's definitely some some sensibilities going on there. It reminded me a lot visually of Boy, which was like was his first movie that he really got a ton of attention for, and it's also shot just like this really kind of quirky but interesting way. And I I think he's kind of going back to his roots on that. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for it though. I think it's going to be interesting. I think also another thing that just kind of made me think about it was uh, Moonrise Kingdom, just the Boy Scout outfits. I think. Yeah. That's probably <laughs> oh, that's one of the things. It. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's just thinking about it now. That's probably what. Uh, but even just the shots as well. You're right. It just kind of gave me those vibes. But I'm really excited for this movie. I think it's. I hope it does have a lot to say. I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, the next trailer we're going to move on to is uh, Zombieland Two Double Tap. Um, the first film is is a really enjoyable movie. Uh, the cast is phenomenal. Obviously, um, well, it, it, they're not really there to act their act their act their butts off. It's it's a comedy, right? But it is the first film is really funny. What do you guys think of the first movie? Let's before we go into this trailer, what do you guys think of the first Zombieland? Uh, really great. I love it. It's fun. Uh, great cast, and it's really fun to see them again. It's kind of it's crazy that they got them all back. Yeah, this was Zombieland was the first R-rated movie I snuck into. Um, <laughs> so I've adored this movie since day one. Um, but yeah, it's it's like it's weird that they got them all back, especially uh, 10 years later. But I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah, no. Uh, and I, Emma Stone said that she wanted uh, them to reunite every 10 years for Zombieland. <laughs> um, so I think that'd, that'd be cool. But uh, I thought this was a fun trailer. The first movie is a very um, isolated. It's not a very grand film. It's very focused. There aren't too many people besides the four. I, I don't, are there any more even? Well, there's Bill Murray in there. But besides the main four, I don't remember if there are any others besides them and Bill Murray. Um, obviously zombies as well, <laughs> but, uh, this movie looks a little bit bigger. Um, there are a lot of, uh, kind of different actors and actresses that are in this trailer. Uh, so I'm, I'm nervous to see if they can pull off a, a bigger scaled film, but I'm sure they probably gonna have a much bigger budget on this movie. So I, I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah. And it'll be interesting cause zombie land kind of kicked off the zombie craze, uh, or was it the, I think it, came out the year before the walking dead yeah um, and so it'll be interesting to see it after that craze has really died down just to see how well it connects and how big of a success it actually ends up being right my uh favorite part of this trailer the uh zombieland 2 trailer is it it opens up with academy award nominee woody harrelson academy award nominee jesse eisberg academy award nominee abigail breslin academy award winner uh emma stone and then uh, it's it's for a movie called uh, Zombieland Double Tap. <laughs> so uh, it's just funny. It's it's just funny, and I think it's just a. It, it's going to be cool to see them all together again. So I, I'm looking forward to this movie. Yeah, I just always. I mean, it's it's weird with me. I always when I always see a Sony movie, it's I always kind of think of the uh, like the thought process behind it because I mean you had the leaks and all that. Like you kind of we have a good sense of how they operate. So it's like oh. They need another movie that they have IP with that people can recognize. And so it's a uh, we'll bring Zombieland back and everyone will enjoy it. It'll make so much money. And I mean, I, I, I hate to be that cynical, but I'm sure this movie will be really fun. But I just I can never get past that when I see a Sony movie because uh, it just all, all of their movie, all of their moves seem incredibly obvious to me. Right now, yeah, I can see that for sure. Some other uh, big things here in July. We had some massive movies come out this month. Uh, three of them in particular. We had Spider-Man: Far From Home all the way back at the beginning of July. Then we had kind of The Lion King come out here and and blow up. Really, this movie hit a billion dollars after its second weekend concluded. So this is becoming a massive hit. And then also, obviously, uh, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just dropped recently as well. So those are kind of the three more standout films of July, just in terms of uh, their their reach um in the general public just how much money they're making and just how big they are worldwide so we're going to start i want to talk about these movies a little bit i want to get your guys thoughts on it i know colin's thoughts on uh, spider-man so i want to shoot it to nick real quick because i have no idea what you thought about this movie uh, um i think like every other marvel movie it's very competently produced and it's fun and the lead character is really delightful and um all the other 
to make other side characters really fun. I, I, I definitely would, in the end, I think I would like side with that. I liked this movie, but I don't really, it's hard to pin down like how like necessary it is. Like, well, like I don't really know what this movie is like about or like how much staying power it's going to have, um, which is really interesting. Cause I'm having trouble recalling uh, a lot of this movie uh, since I've seen it, um, which hasn't been too long ago. Um, it's really, it's fun. I think it kind of falls into the, like the Ant-Man and the Wasp um, scene of all these Marvel movies where they're, they're fun, but like you're going to just immediately forget them. Um, so that's just kind of where I'm at. It was fine. I think I know a lot of other people love it. And I think you guys did too. So it's, it's perfectly enjoyable. And so that's kind of all I have to say about it. And before I swing it to Colin there, I, I will say I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was kind of a perfect summer blockbuster. Like I think it, for me, it delivered all I all I want in a summer blockbuster. I really had fun with this movie, um, uh, and I and I really did like Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. I thought his uh, his character was really good. I would like to see more uh, content for that character, but I think what we got was really great, and I it seemed like he he had a he had a great time with the role. So I, I give this this movie some thumb, thumbs up and some props because I really enjoyed it. And I thought it was a perfect kind of post end game movie because Spider Man is. It's a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. It's smaller scale, but still at the same time expanding the universe a little bit. So I thought it was a safe first movie at the gate. What do you think, Colin? I'm sure we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I think it's just been a really disappointing summer for blockbusters. And Spider-Man was one of the few blockbusters that I like genuinely really enjoyed. Um, and I, I think it was just a nice little refresher after Endgame, really scaled back, really kind of got down to basics with Spider-Man again. It was just a lot of fun. For sure. Um, the next movie I wanted to touch on real quick is the one that, as I said, it's Lion King. It's already passed a billion dollars. This movie is just exceeding all expectations that I thought kind of were, were kind of cooling off nearing the release of this movie. But then this thing just blew up. It really is defying the odds and it's showing that it doesn't really matter. Um, these Disney movies uh, will, will just make a ton of money and they really have... Um, hit the jackpot with this one in particular. Um, Colin, I know you're a huge fan of the original. Um, so what, what do you think of this uh, Lion King live action ish remake? I mean, and I, I talked with this, uh, talked to Nick about this when we talked about Lion King on, on the other podcast, but it's, it's one of those movies that like, it's really hard to hate just because I do like have really fond memories of the Lion King and like, will always kind of carry that with me, but it just, like it, it felt kind of boring um, at parts. You know, there's nothing really new added to it. It's just kind of your typical Disney remake. It it felt very adequate. Not anything more, anything less, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, no. I, uh, I, I really wanted to enjoy this movie. I thought it was pretty beautiful to look at. Um, and I'll, I'm going to say my opinion on what I think they should have done in a little bit after Nick kind of gives his input. It's it, Mine's a little out there. But uh, <laughs> this movie was all right for me. It didn't really hit on all the levels that the original one did. Um, I thought that the new cast, while, while they did their best, I think that they, they are second best. They're not great. Um, you, have some, you have some great uh, performers and, and artists in this film, but, but they didn't elevate the movie for me. I mean, Timon and Pumbaa, that was probably, and Zazu, um, I think they all did great, those, those um, voice actors. Uh, Seth Rogen was really funny in this movie. He, he really did a good job, and you can tell that that's kind of the only areas where they really tried to do something new. Because I watched the original Lion King literally a couple of days before I went to see this uh, live-action remake, and I think that may have hindered my opinion on the movie a little bit, because um, it is essentially shot for shot, and it is literally a copy-and-paste screenplay. Uh, so I was, a little, I was a little bit upset with that. I wanted to see something fresh and new. I think the movie is beautiful to look at, but it's, not, it's nothing special for me. Yeah, I I kind of hate this movie. <laughs> Contrary to what Colin said, I really don't like it at all. And I think it just kind of represents like like the worst of Disney at this point. Like there's like I I strain to like find anything like artistically like interesting about this movie. Um, I don't really see the point in having it. I mean, I mean that, that even goes beyond like oh we shouldn't have remakes. Like I watched the movie and I don't really understand the point of having it at all. Um, I, and I personally like the, the CGI didn't, wasn't 
great either to me. Like it's still pretty obvious that they're CGI like things when they move around and whatnot. So I, I mean, uh, yeah, Seth Rogen was really great. And Billy Eichner was also really great, which is kind of, kind of what helped me from yeah. falling asleep, from not falling asleep uh, during this movie. Um, so it's, yeah, I really did not jive with this movie at all. Um, it's really tough because, in my opinion, I think that the original one is one of the greatest animated movies of all time. If I had to pick uh, Mount Rushmore for animated movies, pick four, I think I'd put it on there uh, for me personally. Um, I just think it's a really, really strong, solid movie, and it really, really has everything that you, everything that you want in a movie. I think the original one does. This one, I kind of agree more with Colin. I find I find it hard to hate on the movie. Um, but but I didn't really like the direction of this thing, and it's weird because the Jungle Book is the Jungle Book remake is far superior to this remake. It's it's a lot more fun to watch, and I would actually go back and watch that again. Whereas this new live action remake, I don't know if I will ever have the urge to watch this again. Um, yeah, and I th- I think that's kind of the issue with it as well. It just like there, yeah. that's kind of why I don't like any of these because it's just I. We're not going to watch this any ever again. It's the curiosity factor of it being recreated, and that's really about it. And so, yeah, I, <laughs> these things bother me. <laughs> I'm I'm very I'm very frustrated over here. <laughs> uh, so what I was going to say, I I don't think they'd ever do this. Never in a million years would they do this because it's it might hurt the uh, hurt the nostalgia of it. But what I would have done with this movie is. Um, because personally, I, I know you, Nick, didn't love the CGI. I thought the CGI was really great. I thought it looked phenomenal. Um, there are a few aspects that I didn't like. I didn't think the sound mixing was great with the, with the mouths for, for all of the um, animals. But I thought that the movie was nice to look at. What I would have done is turn it into a nature documentary. But instead of having David Attenborough in the background talking, have the classic Lion King songs tell the story. And not have them sing it, not have the characters or animals singing the songs, but just have them in the background as they're doing things. Um, I know that would never happen, but some of the scenes in this movie where they're kind of just showing animals doing things and it looks kind of pretty, that's where I got that idea. I don't even know if I'd like a movie like that, but I think it would have been a lot more ambitious and I would have found it a little more interesting. But it's something that I don't think they'd ever do and I don't even know if I'd encourage them to do it, but that's just something that that I'd be interested in seeing. <laughs> Just had to throw it out there. Well, I like I like that idea more than the movie we got. <laughs> so I'm in. Yeah. Sure, why not? <laughs> I think it would shave a little bit of the runtime off too, because this movie is. It, it didn't even it, it cut out a little bit from the original. Added a couple new things, but it's like 35 minutes longer than the original um, in runtime. Like. It's it's weird that that kind of happened, um, but the last film I want to talk about, the other kind of big big July movie, is uh, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is a movie that it's it's pretty pretty exciting. It's pretty pretty awesome. Um, what do you guys think of this movie? I mean, I loved it. <laughs> I don't I don't know how else to better kind of encapsulate. Like I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, like I, I have few if any problems with it. Yeah, every time I watch a Tarantino movie, it just feels like a nice warm blanket, um, which is kind of weird because his movies are very violent <laughs> and like very <laughs> off-putting in a, in a visceral sense. But it just feels like such like pure filmmaking. Like it's just shot on film, and all these sets are real, and it's crazy. Like good performances, like some of the best you'll see of the year that these movies come out. And um, I just I love all the choices he makes in this movie, and I think they really kind of accent what he's trying to get at with ending of eras and careers and looking back on what you've did and the legacy you've created. And I just think that's so fascinating. And, and it's within like a movie that intersects with the Mansons. Like it's so juicy and interesting to like, just think about. And uh, I love it. It's, it's, I think it's maybe his most thoughtful movie he's ever made. And definitely since Jackie Brown, um, I just adore it. And it's, it's a, it's a different feeling I have to a lot of his movies because a lot of them are just very like, fuck yeah, like go kill the Nazis. Like this is awesome. And I mean, th- those are great, but it's just, a, it's a very, it's very relaxing. This movie, it's calm. It's just kind of, we're kind of hanging out with all these characters and it's really great. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I really want to dive deeper into it and watch it so many more times. 
Yeah, it's a pretty different Tarantino movie from what we're used to. And we talked about this before we came on it. It just feels different. And uh, you have the great dialogue. You have the great screenplay. You have terrific performances. But I think the themes in this movie are really strong. And uh, it's just a fun, fun time overall. And I'm excited to go see it a second time in theaters because I think it deserves that. It's it's a good film. I don't think it's my favorite Tarantino movie. Um, but I mean, after a second watch, maybe my opinions will change. It's it's one of the better movies I've seen this year. It's up there 100%. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, what about you guys? What's Let's say, what are... If you had to name a Tarantino movie uh, that, that you'd put kind of up there as your number one, what would it be, Colin? Um, it might be a tough question, but what do you think? Well, what comes to mind first? I honestly think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, might be my number okay. one. Um, like, I just... I really enjoyed everything it was doing with this movie. I enjoyed all the performances. Um, like I, I loved every minute of this. <laughs> um, yeah, like I mean, obviously the easy answer is is Pulp Fiction because that's you know just kind of everybody's answer when it comes to Tarantino. Uh, but I, I really think this might be my favorite one. Yeah, I think my I think his best movie is Inglorious Bastards. Um, I I would never argue with anyone who says Reservoir or um, Pulp Fiction is his more influential movie because that's just like a fact. Like he, those movies changed how we film movies. Um, but I think Inglorious was when he was working at the peak of his powers in terms of everything from filmmaking. Every camera movement is so precise, and I mean Christoph Waltz is one. Of the, it's one of the best introductions we've ever seen to an actor, maybe ever. Um, in that sense, um, I think that movie's incredible, um, but I'm I wouldn't um, I wouldn't sleep on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, cr- climbing up my list. Um, I re-ranked all the Tarantino movies on the site, uh, which you can read right now. But uh, I had it at four, and I behind uh, Inglorious Reservoir and um, Pulp Fiction. Um, but I could definitely see it um, climbing higher. Uh, it's a really great movie that I've thought about, like just endlessly since I've seen it. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to giving it a second watch. Um, if I do have to give one film, though, Inglourious Bastards is, is a pretty great movie, and that's just kind of the one for me that I'd pick as number one. And even the last line of the movie, um, is it's just so it's so Tarantino. Uh, you remember the last line? Yeah, I think this might be my masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no other, no other, no other director could get away with saying that. Uh, except Tarantino in that movie, which is just, it's, it's so great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a great, great kind of last line. Um, the summer as a whole though, a little bit disappointing. Um, don't want to get into it too much, but, uh, for you, Colin, what would you say? What's the, what's the high of your summer? What's the movie that you saw that kind of knocked your socks off and kind of blew you away? Uh, maybe you didn't love it the most, but what's one that you really liked? And then and what's, what's your low of the summer? So, Man, I guess how, when do you, when do you count summer as starting? So if you're talking, I like, would, I'm gonna go at the, the traditional box office mojo. Summer calendar starts the first weekend of May. So let's start there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say probably either John Wick Chapter Three or uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If you're talking more like traditional blockbustery type movies, then definitely John Wick Chapter Three is my top. Um, like from the first 10 minutes where he kills a guy with a book, um, he like kills people with horses. <laughs> like it's, it's just nonstop, like action insanity. Um, and it, it was just like a really good movie just to, to go and just to watch. <laughs> um, so I'd say that's probably my top if you're talking like blockbusters, but, um, just, you know, regular movies, if you if you want to call non-blockbusters regular movies, I really liked uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The Art of Self-Defense was great. And as far as my most disappointing or least favorite, um, I'm going to have to say Godzilla. Um, like I really can't stand thinking about that movie. And I've talked about it before, but that's definitely the low point of the box office for me this summer. All right. What about you, Nick? Yeah, I... I'm with Colin. Uh, John Wick three rules. Uh, these John Wick movies just keep getting better and better. And uh, yeah, it's really great. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, probably one of my favorite movies of the year so far. So that was outstanding. And um, we got a little some other movies thrown in there too, like um, 
Book Smart was really great. Um, Last Black Man in San Francisco was really great as well. These little smaller movies, but mm-hmm. I guess my lo- my loser would be the the entire month of June because uh, <laughs> we had first weekend we had Dark Phoenix and Secret Life of Pets two, and then after that was Men in Black and Shaft, and then weekend after that was Anna Child's Play, and then we had uh, Toy Story four, which is another movie I should mention is one of my favorites because it was just delightful, but. And then we after that we had Annabelle and uh, Yesterday. So uh, yeah, besides Toy Story four, uh, June was a turd. <laughs> um, so uh, it's is is tough uh, for an entire month there. It was just really hard going to the movies. Um, yeah, for me, my the one I'll, I'll just pick one uh, at the top, and I'm going to put Toy Story four for that because it's the movie I was it was the movie I was most nervous for, and it's the movie that really. Um, really went above and beyond for me, and I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was really solid, um, and it's definitely one of my favorite films of the year. So that's the one that I'll kind of put as my high point of the summer, kind of coming out of the theater. I was like, yeah, that was that was really great. I'm really happy that that, that was great, and they, they really pulled it off. So I'll put that as the high point. Uh, the low point um, of the summer for me, I don't think there's anything that I would rip to shreds this summer, but there are some movies that I think were a little bit dull and a little bit underwhelming. Um, I think the Lion King is a candidate. Uh, Godzilla is another candidate, despite the fact that I, I didn't dislike it as much as Colin did. I thought it was okay. It was underwhelming for me. Um, but yeah, I think there are just kind of a few things mixed down there. A lot of kind of bummer movies that just didn't, didn't really elevate. Um, so that's, that kind of wraps up the month of July for some of the bigger movies we want to talk about, but we also have some, Big uh, film festivals coming up really soon. We got a lot of uh, slate confirmations recently. So the 76th Venice Film Festival uh, takes place August 28th to September 7th. And there's some pretty big, big Hollywood films that are going to be uh, getting premieres there. Joker, Ad Astra, Marriage Story, and the Laundro- Laundromat are uh, films that are, are Hollywood movies that I'm looking forward to there. I think that Joker is the most interesting one just because of what um, the uh, Venice Film Festival director said. Uh he stated that this movie is going all the way to the Oscars. Uh, so what are you, are you guys in on Joker? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little apprehensive uh, just because, you know, this is a little bit outside of Todd Phillips' wheelhouse. Um, I mean, he did do War Dogs a few years ago, which I, I really enjoyed. Um, but it is something kind of different for him. But at the same time, I mean, you got De Niro on board, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, like these people that were pretty anti-superhero were like actually excited about this and and just i've heard a lot a lot of interesting takes on it and it's going to be you know this really unique character study it's not going to follow the comics at all and it's going to kind of do its own thing so i am i am all here for it yeah they're i mean todd phillips said that (laughs) he literally came out and said comic book uh, people might just get mad at this movie because it follows nothing like it's just they basically just Trojan horsed uh, like a psychological study uh, in, in through a through a Joker movie. Um, so it's I mean anytime I get to see uh, Joaquin Phoenix just like freak out on screen is just endlessly fascinating to me. Um, the Master is probably one of my favorite movies ever made. Uh, so yeah, just watching him freak out. Um, it's probably going to be great. This movie is. It's just weird, and I'm I'm very excited for that. I'm really happy that superhero movies are just getting very strange and looking to do different things. Which this is just I'm very excited to see it. Uh, which is not something I say about a lot of superhero movies these days. Yeah, um, I made a list at the beginning of the year of kind of my top ten uh, most anticipated movies, um, and a lot of them have kind of disappointed me. But of the movies that are left still to come out, this is number one now because of all the. All, the other ones are out so I'm, I'm really really looking forward to this film i still think that um the trailer for this movie is the best trailer of the year so far um i thought that the trailer for this was phenomenal uh and i've watched it i think probably a dozen times at least um it, it's just so good and i'm so excited for this movie i'm so so in for it uh, i just really hope they do pull it off and the, the words from the uh, uh venice film festival director there him saying like his confidence in this in this film i think that's interesting interesting to hear and uh i'm i'm are you guys surprised that it's taken kind of the festival route because it's going to get a tiff premiere as well uh a couple weeks after it's venice uh premiere so are you guys surprised by this or do you guys think that they're really going to be going going for the uh awards with this movie i think it's a great sign of the 
just the content of the movie. Like it's they're they're literally just using the Joker character to have this study of a like a man's life gone wrong, which is just very fascinating to me. Um, Warner Brothers is giving them just millions of dollars to do this, which is just great to me because the Joker is involved. Um, and so that I think that's kind of where I sit on it. It's just that they're doing something just really in, smart and interesting with it. Um, I, it's great. That's great to me. I'm all for. I'm all here for strange stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like a really unique way to way to start debuting a superhero film like uh, that's never really been done before. And I think it's just a testament to how different and hopefully just how exciting and, and good this movie is going to be. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, now, at the Venice Film Festival, a couple of the other ones I mentioned, are you guys uh, looking forward to any of those movies, Ad Astra, Marriage Story? Um, yeah, all of these, actually. Um, I Well, I should take that back because I, I don't really know what to make of Ad Astra. I mean, it was... It was pushed back multiple times. Um, the director, James Gray, is really good. Uh, he directed the really good uh, Lost City of Z, if you guys haven't seen that. A uh, really great movie. Um, uh, this movie, like, we've heard so much about it, and, like, I don't really... It, sound, it seems like it's one of those books that was really hard to adapt, and um, I, they're just kind of throwing it in September, and it's like, what does that mean? Um, like, is it a good... Like, September is like that ground where it's like, is it an Oscar movie, or they're just trying to just throw it out in theaters? So... Um, I don't really know, but it's got Brad Pitt in it, so yeah, why not? Um, then Marriage Story, it's yeah, it's a Noah Baumbach movie, so I'm in. Um, mm-hmm. Everything he everything he makes is just really great, so I just I can't, I can't wait for that. And it has Ray Liotta in it, which is just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Ad Astra is another one that I've kind of been watching for a while, and I I think it could be good or bad. Like I think it could very easily be just like, oh, this is one of the best movies of the year, or it comes out and everybody dismisses it because. It's lackluster, um, so I'm I'm just kind of keeping an eye on it for now. Yeah, I hope it I hope it is really visually appealing too, because any of these kind of space movies, they're movies that I love to see in theaters. Um, I think they'll always look look really phenomenal. So if it it can kind of hit on that vein, I'll be interested and excited. And then also, I'm looking forward to this just for the compelling story because I think that there's a pretty pretty cool narrative to be told in this movie, and it's a pretty interesting kind of storyline there um tiff is another big festival in september um it's the 44th annual toronto international film festival and that all take place from september 5th to september 15th um they released a lot of their uh slate recently and there are some movies here that i'm really looking forward to as i said the joker uh, film is going to be there as well um parasite is going to be getting its north american debut here um it premiered at the can film festival a few months back um if i'm not mistaken um, is this a movie that you guys are looking forward to seeing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I've not heard, I don't really know what this movie is about. Um, I haven't watched the trailer for it, but it's Bong Joon-ho. So, and it's apparently incredible. Like people are calling it his best movie. And a lot of people I really appreciate, um, love it. I know Sean Coates, uh, movie Babel has seen it already and he's like freaking out about it, um, quietly because <laughs> it's apparently incredible. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, I, I really don't know what it's about. Um, kind of cool. I love when there's like these clay movies like this. I just don't really know anything about it. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and I'm uh, pretty much in the exact same boat <laughs> as you on that one. Uh, like, I, from what I've heard, like everything has just been phenomenal. Um, so if it does decide to come to a theater near me, I'll be there. Uh, but I, I really don't know just a ton about it. Yeah, um, so it took home the uh, highest prize at uh, the Cannes Film Festival a few months ago. So I think that's that's one uh, kind of sign that this is <laughs> this is this is a movie that isn't messing around. It's going to be uh, going to be on a lot of people's radars when it when it gets its North American premiere at TIFF. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, the next one I kind of want to touch on is, is a film that uh, stars Adam Sandler, and uh, it's called Uncut Gems. Uh, Nick, take it away. <laughs> I'm in. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> um, Adam Sandler and then Kevin Garnett as himself. Um, the Weekend as himself. Adina Menzel, um, Lakeith Stanfield, um, Judd Hirsch is in there too. Uh, this and it's directed by the Safdie brothers. Um, I have no idea what this is, um, but it sounds crazy, and I'm in because <laughs> I it's every time. 
I've, I've, I've developed a formula and it's very scientific. Um, but if it's a Sandler movie plus directors you've heard before, uh, that, that equals a really, really good movie. Um, so we sell that with the Meyerwood stories, uh, the last Noah Baumbach movie. So every time he shows up in a movie with directors, you know, it's probably really great. Um, and Safety brothers are pretty awesome. So this movie sounds insane and it's probably going to be pretty great. So I can't wait. I'm in, <laughs> I'm so excited. I really like when Adam Sandler does non like stereotypical Adam Sandler, Netflix stuff. And I'm kind of in the same boat. Like this is uh, kind of, where we talked about Knives Out, this is kind of a similar like strength to the cast, and it's just going to be Sandler doing stuff that he's not really recognized for. I mean, Judd Hirsch is in there too. I'm excited to see him. Um, like, it, it's just going to be very different, but I think just really good at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's a 24 film. Netflix is just distributing this film uh, internationally. Uh, so it gets its TIFF premiere uh, in a little over a month from now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested because when Adam Sandler decides to do something other than the average Adam Sandler movie, um, which, which there are so many, of, uh, it's always interesting and, and it's, it's exciting because you just don't expect it. I think that if you um, were to take someone who has never seen uh, Punch Drunk Love or uh, – uh, the Meriwitz uh, stories there, as you said, if you take someone who's never seen those and just is used to their other movies and drop them in uncut gems and, and take them to see that, I think that they'd have an interesting uh, reaction probably because this is, it's going to be different than, than what we've seen from uh, Mr. Sandler in the past. <laughs> uh, should be interesting though. Uh, the movie I want to jump into is Ford v. Ferrari. Um, I'm actually really, really, really excited for this movie. I thought the trailer was pretty great. Um, how about you, Nick? Are you, are you in on Ford v. Ferrari? I'm so in. Um, it looks that we don't get a lot of like movie star movies anymore, and this just feels like Matt Damon and and uh, Christian Bale. Just like it's just like being stars and just being really great and really interesting stories. Um, I'm very in. This movie looks like so much fun and it has the and it has the the Stone song in the in the trailer. It's just like up, oh, yep. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here for this movie. Uh, it looks, yeah, it, it just looks so much fun. And we have James Mangold directing this first movie since Logan, which is just stellar movie. So yeah, this, everything here, just, it looks really great. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Colin? Yeah. Um, like I, saw, I actually saw the trailer for it for the first time yesterday and like, I'm here for it. I think it's, it's another one of those like stories that you really wouldn't think about. Um, like, uh, the creation of of kind of Shelby and, and Ford as we know it today. Um, but I think it's got, you know, a good cast. Uh, Christian Bale is always 100% on everything he does. Um, I mean, he's already lost his vice weight, so I'm ready to see him get back <laughs> into it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. I mean, I was, I was a little uh, nervous because I didn't know if we were going to get another Bale movie this year because because I, I didn't know about this movie early in the year, and I love to have a Bale movie every year. I think it's I think it's what the people need. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I agree. So, yeah, so uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to this thing as well. Great trailer. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I know the budget for this movie is near 100 million dollars. So it gets TIFF TIFF premiere, and then it's going to go wide uh, in theaters um, in November. I believe November 15th of this year. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, the last one I want to kind of touch on here is the other big tiff from here and that's the goldfinch the goldfinch is um going to be directed by john crowley and it's based off a uh novel of the same title um there's a great cast in this film and a phenomenal trailer in my opinion go along with it um are you guys interested in the goldfinch at all yeah i'm really intrigued by the premise um and like it's just it seems very unique i guess um and i you know, I know there are probably a dozen movies out there like it that I haven't seen, uh, but I'm just excited to see Ansel Elgort in it. Um, I've really enjoyed him and everything he's done. Um, and I mean, what has got Nicole Kidman in it? I think Sarah Paulson's in it. Uh, pretty sure Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things is in it. Um, so I, I think it'll be a really interesting movie to to watch. Yeah, I'm there too. Um, I think it's it's tough because i think it's gonna be it looks great and it's i mean i'm sure it's gonna be a really solid movie but part of me 
part of me wonders if like this is just one of those like Oscar movies. It's like it's like look at how important we are because it's dealing with like really weighty like themes of death and it's just very explicit about like bombings and things like part of me is just like oh, this movie is just gonna be a bummer to watch and i'm sure it's gonna be good but it's like do i really want to watch this and i i don't really know but um, i think it's it's probably gonna be really good and it's probably gonna win a lot of awards um or at least contend for them so um, definitely want to look out for it, but i I struggle to get excited for it because it just kind of looks like a bummer. Uh, I don't really know if I want to be in that world for too long, you know. Right. No, I, I can I can see that. Uh, but I think it's interesting. Uh, Anza Elgar is, is a great actor, and it's going to be cool to, to see him kind of front and center in a big movie again. Um, and, and that's pretty cool. It's, it's going to go wide, I think, pretty pretty soon after its TIFF premiere. So, so that's... That's something to look out for, the Goldfinch. Um, besides that, there are, there are a few other um, movies that I'm looking forward to uh, at TIFF and, and at Venice. I'd love to hopefully one day attend one of these festivals and just watch everything. I know, uh, Nick, you went to uh, Sundance earlier this year. Uh, before we before we go at the end of this thing, what's what's a great um, tip for people that are uh, checking out movie, movie festivals and are going to be uh, kind of on that grind? Oh, good question. Um... Yeah, so this was my first major festival, and um, it's it's exhausting because um, I'm not quite sure. I'm, I assume TIFF and Venice and all these other ones do it similar to Sundance, but there's movies playing all day, and um, movies come out at there's 8.30 a.m. showings, and there's midnight showings. Um, there was one day where I went to a midnight showing of The Nightingale, which is actually coming out this week in theaters it's two hours and 20 minutes went to bed at like 3 30 and then i went and saw britney runs a marathon uh which comes out later this month um at 8 30 in the morning uh so it's was, it was really tough it's really really tough uh, a lot of a lot of morning it's really interesting it's a different dynamic you're drinking your morning coffee as you're watching a movie uh very interesting i've never really done that before um but i would definitely say um to people, I mean, there's going to be a ton of buzzy movies. I would just say, don't get worried. Don't be too worried if you strike out on some, because I just struck out on a bunch of movies and I walked into some that probably will be some of my favorite movies of the year that I had no intention of seeing. That's just kind of the great things about going to these cool festivals. Um, the same thing for, I re- really wanted to go see The Last Black Man in San Francisco and other movies, and I didn't get a chance. And I ended up going to see One Child Nation, which is the documentary on the one child policy in China, which is Probably one of, going to be one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, it's really great um, and really and a really interesting look. Um, so just keep an open mind. Uh, you'll you'll see things you'll have no idea what they are, and you'll just go in based off of the title or maybe you know a director or actor in it. But that's kind of that's kind of it. There's just so many different things playing that you just can't. You have to keep an open mind to all of it. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a great uh, great little tip there. Um, but I want to thank you guys for coming on. I think that we covered a lot of. Really fun stuff today. It was a really great episode. Colin, Nick, uh, always a pleasure having you guys on. Hey, this is Brennan Dubay, the host of Movie Babble Presents Babble with Brennan. I want to thank you guys for listening to the third episode of Babble with Brennan. Check out all the Movie Babble related content on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the moviebabblereviews.com website.